0: Juber Screamers podcast. I am Kenzie <laughs> And I'm Kylie. And this is intro take five. If this works. If this works. I have no clue if this is gonna work. So it's like 10 30 p.m. on Halloween Eve and we're trying to get this episode out on time. And we've had many 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 difficulties. Yeah
1: a lot of technical diff- 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 difficulties. Difficulties. Technical um, and pronunciation. Verbal.
0: Verbal? Verbal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't gotten this far yet. So, hopefully, So, this is an improvement. This, is, yeah, this, this an may improvement be the one from where or we may have this could be the stick. Uh. Number 5 is the charm, am I right? Am I right or am <laughs> I right, ladies? Uh, so this will be coming out on Halloween, so happy Halloween to all of you. The best day of the year. Absolutely. Uh, Halloween the 31st. Halloween the 31st, <laughs> the, the final. Super, super extra The final mega Halloween. Halloween um super spook so in honor of halloween we are going to be covering the movie halloween (laughs) surprise john carpenter's 1978 halloween um obviously it's a huge franchise and we could have covered several different halloween films and we can in the future do separate ones but we're gonna do the og tonight you gotta start off with the og yeah we carved pumpkins tonight ours looked dope it was Uh, oogie Oogie Boogie. Boogie. boogie yeah it looked awesome it
1: was unreal And we thought it was going to be trash, but... So
0: one thing went well tonight. That's the only thing that went well tonight. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) So, let's get into it, because like I said, it is 1030 at night. And And I'm pretty sure they don't want to hear our shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Halloween came out on October 25th of 1978. It was both directed and unbeknownst to me until very recently. It was also scored with original music by John Carpenter. So that iconic, like... Michael Myers theme song. Yeah, He's, I had no idea that was. By yeah him. John That's Carpenter. Awesome. It was produced and co-written by Deborah Hill, who wrote wrote it with John Carpenter, his girlfriend um, at the time. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. dating at the time. Kylie knows a lot. Kylie's got a lot of background this time. I, think. I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so unless you've lived under a rock, you should probably know this. But uh, the plot follows Michael Myers, who's a mental patient who's been committed to an asylum for the murder of his teenage sister on Halloween night. And 15 years to that day, he escapes to return to his hometown of Haddonfield, where he stalks a babysitter and her friends. Mm. And subsequently kills five people and one dog. The saddest part of the whole movie. Saddest part of the The whole movie is the dog. Not the dog. Yep. So the film grossed $70 million off of its very small $300,000 budget, Mm. deeming it one of the most profitable independent films ever made. Wow. Uh, And it was the most profitable independent film of its time when it came out. Okay. So it's since been beat out, but you know, um, the movie's budget was so low that the crew had to hand paint leaves to make the real, yeah, the real life Southern California spring setting appear to be a crisp fall day. Oh my God. Uh, and then, well, that's not even like the the ghetto part, but the ghetto part is that the leaves had to be cleaned up after each scene and reused in the next. Oh my God. Uh, but if you pay any close attention, all of the trees are actually very green and you can even see palm trees in some shots what yeah so if you you don't even know i would never know yeah this, no me neither but i guess if you're looking at the trees not a single one looks like a fall tree like wow yeah well that's all, not
1: something you would pay attention to yeah unless you, you were told yeah. this
0: you're just told it's october and you're like okay you just believe it yeah you're not questioning that Half the budget actually was spent on the cameras alone so that half of that $300,000 budget, they had to work with half of it to do pretty much everything else. Wow. There was no budget for wardrobes at all so all all the actors wore their own clothes. Wow. Yeah, they just wore whatever. Which I guess works because for the most part it's just kids chilling out and like whatever. Yeah. The dark lighting throughout the movie was not an artistic choice and simply they just didn't have enough budget for lights. I feel like that happens a lot where like certain decisions everyone thinks they're super artistic and it's like no
1: it just kind of happened that way that actually
0: happened a couple times for this movie um the highest paid actor of the film was donald pleasance who plays samuel loomis who is michael myers psychiatrist Mm -hmm. he made twenty thousand dollars for his role while jamie lee curtis we should all be pretty familiar with who plays the final girl and babysitter in the film laurie strode was paid only eight thousand dollars and Nick Castle, the major person who played Michael Myers, was paid only $25 per day for his contribution. What? So they, had, they actually had a few people play Michael Myers, dependent on the type of scene. He but he was, he was the main guy to play Michael Myers, yeah. and he only got $25. Well, he didn't speak that much. He doesn't speak at all. At all. In the movie. Yeah, right. he doesn't speak so, at like, all. So like, I guess he I kind of get that. And uh, he at one point asked John Carpenter what his motivation was. And he was like, your motivation, you just walk from here to there. Like, he was yeah, like, like <laughs> you have no, you're not an actor. Right? You don't need you inspiration. Don't yeah. You're just walking. You don't got to like, get
1: in the mindset of Michael Myers. You're the just only, walking.
0: like, artistic contribution that John Carpenter gave to Michael Myers as a character was, like, every once in a while, just, like, tilt your head like you're, like, interested Creepy in what hell. you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, a dog does <laughs> when they've found something they're interested in. <laughs> which I thought was really funny. He just didn't care who played <laughs> Michael Myers. He was like, you chose, uh, so Jamie Lee Curtis was not Carpenter's first pick for the role. Uh, and he was actually hoping for Anne Lockhart, but this ended up being Jamie Lee Curtis's first role ever. Oh, wow. And the reason she was chosen was because, uh, Deborah Hill stated, quote, I knew casting Jamie would be great publicity for the film because her mother wasn't psycho. End quote. Hmm. So the famous shower scene yeah, is it makes her sense. mother. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis ends up playing Laurie Strode, and she's a very reserved babysitter in the movie. So she's got a bunch of friends drinking, smoking, fucking throughout the movie. Laurie Strode is apparently also,
1: uh, this isn't a fact, but it said that it's the name of one of his ex-girlfriends, Carpenter's ex-girlfriends.
0: Yeah, he did that a lot of times. Like, um, I don't remember... It's like Ben Tramer or something like that she's interested in going on a date with. And that Mm -hmm. was John Carpenter's like friend growing up or something like that. He put a lot of random people in uh, here. And then Haddonfield was like a place that Deborah Hill had grown up or something like that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, they just picked random stuff from their like livelihoods and just threw it in there. So, like I said, she was a reserved babysitter. This started the whole slasher film idea that you can't have sex in horror movies. Halloween- was the really? first movie to do that. Oh. And everyone was like, "Oh, like it's supposed to be a, mu- a movie kind of about like purity mm-hmm. and like if you're pure, you'll live and yeah. if you're like impure, you die." And <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> the purest one lives forever. It's the one Yeah, the she's only one the, the that final girl. Yeah. Um, but Carpenter said that this was completely incidental and they did not choose this at all. He said that the kids were simply more interested in getting laid than paying attention to the murderer that was stalking them. Oh my god! Which I think is hilarious. Like he accidentally started a whole horror trope
1: mm. without
0: intending to do that. He made a lot of decisions that were not intentional. Yeah, yeah, and but wow. they ended up becoming major themes mm-hmm. in like eighty slasher films. Yeah. So, so interesting. Uh, my favorite tidbit of info about uh, Halloween is that. It wasn't originally meant to be a Halloween movie at all. Originally, the concept was called uh, The Babysitter Murders and was supposed to take place over several days. One of the producers of this original concept, so not technically of the movie, but of that concept of The Babysitter Murders, mm-hmm. had noticed that there was no movie ever titled Halloween and was like, oh shit, that's a really good idea. Interesting. Um, and he also was like, oh, this would be a really good setting for like babysitter murders. So he convinced Carpenter to get on board and the reason the filming takes place in one night over Halloween actually worked out significantly better mm-hmm. because they didn't have the budget to do several different settings yep. at, over several days. Yeah. Michael Myers also was originally titled The Shape, which is stupid as shit. Yeah. And I'm glad like they that. changed. But it was supposed to be. It was supposed to pay homage to like specters and things from like the Salem witch trials. Like, mm-hmm. The way they wrote those was like if they saw something, they called it a shape or a specter or something like that.
1: Yeah, because Michael Myers wasn't really like a human, if that makes sense. Like, they never, he didn't want to get into defining what he was. Like, he wasn't some demon or anything like that. Like, they never really made him out to be, like, they never answered what he
0: was. If yeah, that makes sense. yeah, yeah. So it makes sense that they would start off with the shape. Also, the shape does, it just sounds stupid. I hate it. Yeah, it sounds stupid. It. But it was kind of accurate for him because all he does is hang out in the shadows a lot and yeah, he only he walks, looks, he doesn't yeah. run. And it's like constantly in the movie, like they bring up the lights on him. Mm. Like he's like in the dark and stuff like that. So it kinda makes sense. Yeah, but it's really obvious too. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously they ended up with Michael Myers, which apparently the actor Mike Myers was pissed about. <laughs> um, and I would be too, because then you're like the creepy guy yeah um but instead the best legacy just made himself austin powers and (sighs) that's what matters um so another fun fact that some probably know was that there were two options for the mask uh one was a clown mask so he's gonna be creepy boy i didn't know that and rob zombie's remake of halloween in 2007 actually paid homage to that mask so adult michael myers continues with the mask that they ended up choosing which we'll get to in a second but young Michael Myers was going out with that clown mask mm-hmm. for Halloween when he comes home, and unlike the original, he ends up killing his like stepdad, like figure, his sister, her boyfriend. I think that's it. And then he doesn't kill his mom and his little baby sister. Mm-hmm. And then Lori Strode in the remakes is his baby sister. Oh. Whereas in the original, there's no relation and he only kills his sister. Oh. But either way, he's wearing that mask in that remake. So yeah. like Rob Zombie paid close attention. Interesting. And that's actually my favorite movie of the franchise. So the original is great. I think John Carpenter is a really smart guy, but I'm a Rob Zombie fan. Yeah, so you love him. I do love that movie. <laughs> um. So what the the mask that they ended up choosing between the two was the Captain Kirk mask. So they had a Captain James Kirk mask. That they took off the sideburns and eyebrows. Mm-hmm. They just ripped them off and painted it white. And that's where you get that Mike Myers look. And they chose that because they said it had an eerier vibe. Because there was no emotion to it. Like yeah. the clown the the had clown like is... some emotion to it. But you have no clue. It's like it's so blank. You have mm-hmm. no clue what's going on. And the clown has been done. Yeah, exactly. Like it's overdone yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, in 1978, not as much. But still, I today it would be it, it would have sucked like yeah that was the it also choice back then. it also would have added
1: too much to the movie i feel like because originally they wanted to do it about babysitters because at that time carpenter hadn't seen he didn't think that there were any movies based on babysitters yet mm-hmm. like a babysitter murderer. so like it would have been too much if you want to focus it on babysitters and then also obviously it wasn't his first choice but on halloween and then you add a clown into it like it just would have been too much going on i think
0: yeah, yeah, I agree. So. Especially if it wasn't originally meant for Halloween to yeah. just pick something as crazy as like a killer clown. Yeah, it would just been weird. It would be really like yeah, going for it. So, my last fun fact was that the film again because of budget issues was shot entirely out of order. So, John Carpenter had to create a fear meter and hold it up yeah, for I Jamie mean. Lee Curtis so that she knew what amount of terror to show the audience like as she was going because she didn't know progressively where she was at that
1: would have been so hard to do just judging it based off of a number like wasn't it one through ten yeah yeah like you would be a a good actor to do that
0: yeah she actually um i read that after the first day of filming she was like fuck that was the worst shit ever Mm -hmm. and expected to get fired that day Mm -hmm. was like I'm such a bad actress. Well, how could you tell how well you're doing? I'm going to get fired. Yeah, and John Carpenter called her that night to be like, wow, great job. Yeah. You know, like she did awesome. Because you don't know really what the director wants. And you just have a number. Yeah, she's been a successful actress ever since. Yeah, so those are my fun facts. Mm -hmm. So we'll get to how the movie was accepted. So it was widely accepted, and it now holds a Rotten Tomatoes approval rating of 96%. Wow. Which is like really high high, for Rotten Tomatoes it was selected for preservation by the US National Film Registry in 2006 for being culturally significant
1: so it's oh. like apparently a
0: really important movie because huh. i it when i tell you like so many directors after this claim like part of their inspiration is due to John Carpenter's Halloween Yeah, we've talked about it on this podcast before yeah, like several of the movies we've done and we haven't done that many yet yeah the person was like oh, well, I took these ideas from John Carpenter's Halloween. Like, after this this yeah, movie came out in right. 1978, it was so, like, culturally significant that it sparked an era of slasher films. Mm-hmm. It was basically the first, like, of the slasher we know today, mm-hmm. it was the first movie. You know what I mean? So wow. there was already Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. um, When a Stranger Calls, yada, yada, but it wasn't like the, the typical slasher the film slasher, we know yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Which is so impressive because... He a lot of what made um sorry Bambi was being really cute um a lot of what made it significant he didn't really intend intend for
0: (laughs) but I mean I feel like he was smart enough to pick like certain things to go a certain I think he was very it's just that I don't think his intention was. Oh, everybody's going to see this and like be like, "Oh, this is these are the rules now. This no, is no, this no. is yeah, how yeah. to run a horror movie." Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean?
1: And he was able to do it on such a small budget like that's impressive. Yeah,
0: yeah, only $300,000. So, author of Going to Pieces, The Rise and Fall of the Slasher Film indicated that it's difficult to overestimate the importance of Halloween the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And considers it the blueprint for all slashers and the model against which all subsequent films are judged. Wow. So he's basically wow. saying this is the top of the list, yeah, slasher film. Yeah, that's huge. And every time a slasher film comes out, you're like, is it as influential as John Carpenter's Halloween? Yeah, wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the movie was iconic for a lot of reasons. Uh, one being the killer point of view. Mm-hmm. So we had never seen, I think maybe in Psycho, which which John Carpenter does say he took a lot of ideas from Alfred Hitchcock. But I think it's just possibly Psycho that we don't really see the killer's point of view. So in Halloween... You see the camera behind the mask of Michael Myers, and you see him look down at his knife. And yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, so it's cool to see like the killer's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first movies with the virgin final girl. Yep, which is obviously that's, that's in huge. every movie. You it's watch huge know. now. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's it's the virgin final yep. girl. People
1: mention it somehow, even if it's not that.
0: Yep, it was it was basically the inspiration for silent killers mm-hmm. like like Jason and yep. stuff like that. That don't talk and yep. just walk and which is no so running yep. no running <laughs> yep. they just walk like it's that ominous yes yeah, so it was scares. it was inspirational for a lot of other movies it's followed by halloween 2 which was also written by carpenter and hill but after that they didn't touch any of the others it was followed by halloween three season of the witch and it's one of the worst movies I've ever made <laughs> halloween four the return of michael myers halloween five the revenge of michael myers Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, <laughs> Halloween H two O, which is twenty years later. It's oh like H uh, twenty, and Halloween Resurrection. So most of those are like god awful movies, but like mm-hmm. funny awful. It's like child's play. Yeah, like comedy <laughs> horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like they're still good to watch. Like mm-hmm. you love you love that. <laughs> I do love that. Halloween three though, the season of the witch one is. Has like nothing to do with Michael Myers. Like, I don't even think Michael Myers is in it, if I recall. Mm-hmm. It's just called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. It is so weird and <sighs> stupid. I literally, like, we could do like a whole it was episode a reach. <laughs> on how weird it was. Yeah. Like, that's not the end. So, in October of 2018, another installment was simply titled Halloween and it picks up from Halloween 2. So, Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Shush. It picks up from John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's Halloweens mm-hmm. and ignores all the other sequel. sequels. Oh. Yeah, so the 2018 one that came out last yeah, year yeah, yeah. Picked up just picks up right there with Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know that it picks up after Halloween 2 because Jamie Lee Curtis did play Laurie Strode in Halloween... I think the Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay, and she—I know she was in Halloween H twenty. Yeah, so you years would later. think it would pick so up like there. You think, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Since so she's still in there, but it's—it it doesn't. It just picks up. She's become an adult okay. after Halloween too. She's actually a grandmother. Yeah. So then this is actually going to be followed by Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. which is supposed to come out next year, I believe. And Halloween ends. Oh. Ooh. So it's a trilogy that's coming out. Not obviously, this isn't directed by John Carpenter or anything. So those those movies are coming out, and then lastly. Like I said before, Rob Zombie had two remakes that came out. So, Halloween, one was called Halloween, came out in 2007, and then Halloween 2, which is in 2008, Mm -hmm. has one of my favorite horror movie actresses in it, Scout Compton. So, really, really great movies. I I think that I like them the best because I have such a love for gore as opposed to like drama and yeah like, you, you know love, what i mean yep. uh, as opposed to a storyline i fucking love the gore like yep. you don't need a storyline <laughs> yep. just throw me some gross yep. shit you know so that that is all i got on halloween all right well i have a little more
1: background than i normally do because there wasn't one really set inspiration i would say
0: we don't have a, li- a real life case right or like
1: no i'll get to that She's but no She's yeah there's sort of kind of one. I don't think it's real life. Anyway, so as you mentioned earlier, Carpenter and his girlfriend, Deborah Hill, came up with the script together. They got a lot of inspiration from the Celtic trans- traditions of Halloween, like the f- festival of. Shit, I just looked it up. Sa- Sa- Sa-wan. Sawan. It's spelled S A M H A N, so <laughs> I, I don't know how it's Sawan, but I'm just going to go with that. Um, Google says that's what Google it is. Google says it, and Google is always so that's right. What it is. <laughs> The festival of Sawan is a Gaelic festival that signifies the end of the harvest season and the beginning of winter, which is also about halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. These festivals were seen as a liminal time, which is when the boundary between this world and the quote other world can be more easily crossed. The other world is the supernatural world of deities and the dead, which meant that spirits could enter the, this world more easily. For safety, these spirits need to be appeased, so they left out food and drinks for them, as well as they hosted feasts where they set tables for the souls of the dead kin. They also lit bonfires that were said to have protective and cleansing powers in order to keep everybody safe. Um, Mumming and guising were also part of this festival, which is basically trick-or-treating. It's where people wear costumes and go door-to-door reciting verses in exchange for food.
0: (laughs) Dude. Me going to everybody's dorm, reciting, like, yeah, reciting a verse. can we look up a verse and do it tomorrow? Like going to all of our like apartment neighbors and not. We're not no sure We're mumming
1: and guys Yeah, no
0: context though. Just start reciting daily verses. Just, like, put my hands. <laughs> Food,
1: please, please. And the costumes were a way
0: to disguise themselves
1: from these spirits. In an interview, Deborah Hill said, "The idea was that you couldn't keep kill evil, and that was how we came about the story." We went back to the old idea of Sawan, that Halloween was the night where all the souls are let out to wreak re- re- havoc on the living, on the living, and then came up with a story about the most evil kid who ever lived, and when John came back, came up with this fable of a town with a dark secret of someone who once lived there, and now that evil has come back, and that's what made Halloween work, end quote. So that was the part of the inspiration that came from Sawan, so like, the idea of Halloween, and then, John
0: Carpenter was like, you know what? Yeah, we'll do this. We'll just home.
1: go with we'll, it. We'll I think Deborah Hill. I think Deborah Hill was the one who gave meaning to everything, and he was just like,
0: yeah, yeah let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. She definitely was like really, really influential. Yes, on for sure. Because I feel like a lot of times you only hear about like the director doing shit, mm-hmm. but like when I was reading stuff, it was like it was all it, it was, was good like, amount. Her Hill and Carpenter. Yep. Hill and yep. Hill yeah, and Car- yeah, Hill doing. Well, he was like,
1: I'm going to do it, but I have to do it with her. Like he made sure that she was doing it with him. Um, and then Carpenter's inspiration from Michael Myer- Myers came from a visit he made to a psychiatric, oh my God, I can't speak, psychiatric institution in Kentucky while he was a student at Western Kentucky University. This ward was said to hold, quote, the most serious mentally ill patients, end quote. He said he saw an adolescent boy who had a blank look that he described as, quote, a schizophrenic stare. And he also said that it was, quote, this blank, pale, emotionless face blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent 8 years trying to reach him and then another 7 trying to keep him locked up because I realized what was living behind this boy's eyes was purely and simply evil." End quote. He continued by saying, quote, "It was unsettling to me. It was like the creepiest thing I've I'd ever seen as a stranger. It was completely insane." End quote. And this is what inspired the description that Loomis gave Sheriff Brackett when describing Michael.
0: I literally was just about to say that. So so Dr. Loomis in the movies, actually, for for Rob Zombie's remakes, Mm -hmm. Halloween actually writes a book and it's called like The Eyes of the Devil or something like that. About Michael Myers. Yep.
1: That was a huge, like that is what he said his inspiration for Michael Myers was. Just that. Like that is what he said. I'll get into a story of what people think. Which is a lie. But anyway <laughs> It's just wrong. Um, and as you said earlier, Halloween was originally named the Babysitter Murders because to Yablins.
0: Yablans? I have no clue. Yablans. The <laughs> guy this is the guy who funded the film. Yep. And mm-hmm. gave out the three hundred thousand dollars. And he actually fun fact, I don't know if you have this in there but he also backed every single sequel after that so oh, i didn't know it that turns now. out that three the three hundred thousand dollars was like pocket change to him so he was like sure like whatever and didn't give a shit about this movie and then and once then he, he realized it was so, so good he successful. was like all right i'm on he it he backed every single movie in the franchise after that oh
1: my god isn't that
0: crazy until he, passed he learned it. his lesson yep.
1: quickly yep. <laughs> to his knowledge no one had ever made a horror movie about babysitters he knew that the majority of people had a babysitter growing up, or they were a babysitter, and so he combined this fear with the innocence of youth, and he knew that that would terrify people at such a basic and primal level. Deborah Hill also gave a speech when introducing a big screen showing of Halloween for a writing conference. She said, quote, "In 1977, John Carp- Carpenter and I took Assault on Precinct 13 to the London Film Festival, where we met the real Michael Myers." (quote) uh, Parentheses. He was a film distributor. He took us to meet Mustafa Akkad, Akkad? Uh, who was the owner of Twickenham Studios, who loved-
0: Or was it Akkad? Akkad was the one who-
1: who It was both of them, Akkad and Yablon. Okay. Yep, they were together. Who loved several aspects of Assault, that's a movie, particularly The Sound of the Silencers. He asked John to write and direct a low-budget film, The Babysitter Murders. Coming back to California, John asked me, a former babysitter- For some real life stories, I regaled him with tales of watching late night horror films while nervously clutching a butcher's knife as my charges slept safe from the boogeyman and stolen kisses from my teenage boyfriend in the darkened living room lit only by the blue light of the beast with the five fingers. When Erwin Yablons called that faithful night to suggest the name Halloween, magic was made and John and I forged an alliance. So that was how... It originally started as The Babysitter Murders. Mm -hmm. And then I have some inspiration that I don't believe is true. (laughs) But But interesting. But a lot of people do say that Michael Myers was based on this little boy named Stanley Steers. And I'll get into how I don't believe it's real. but. But there are a lot of similarities to a specific scene from Halloween. So Stanley Steers was born in 1912 in Iowa. When Stanley was born, a nurse decided to switch him with another baby boy in the hospital. And it was apparent, like, apparently she was just an evil nurse. She was just like,
0: She's like messing well, around and was like, I want
1: to switch these babies. So the family who took Stanley home ended up getting into a car accident on their way home from the hospital and all three of them died. Shortly after this, the steers realized that the baby was not their own and the nurse was sent to prison. The steers were not able to get past this and started drinking heavily while also growing resentful towards the baby that they did that they did end up taking home. Their heavy drinking and resentment led to them abusing Stanley.
0: Who's not Stanley. (laughs) Who's not Stanley. But is now. But is
1: now. So I'm going to call him Stanley. Throughout their childhood, punishing him for not being theirs. They then had another child afterwards who they named Susie. They treated her like a princess while still continuing to abuse Stanley. As Susie got older, she also started treating Stanley poorly as well by hitting him, kicking him, and yelling at him. When Stanley was 11... All he wanted to do was go trick-or-treating, but his parents had never let him, and they refused to start. But they did allow Susie to go to a Halloween party on the night before Halloween. So tonight, Halloween oh. Eve. <laughs> and this is what pushed Stanley over the edge and caused him to snap. So he grabbed a butcher's knife from the kitchen, and he just repeatedly stabbed Susie, his sister. He then went up to his parents' room, and he killed them as well, using the same butcher knife. He finished his spree by killing the family dog as well, which... That's, That's some bug. bullshit. Not cool. Not cool at all. Um, since his parents were dead, he took himself trick-or-treating and he ran into some of his bullies. He used the same butcher's knife to kill as many of them as he could. He even went to one of his bullies' homes and ended up killing his their entire family as well. He Jesus. finished Yeah. What this he kid just being? went on a spree. He
0: was just like nonstop. Yep.
1: He just got angry and just went for it. He finished collecting candy and ended the night at the school playground where he just sat swinging on the swings and eating candy while waiting for police officers to come take him to a private psychiatric institution. His records were completely suppressed by the government and he ended up staying in this institution for 13 years so that they could intensely watch and study him. They wanted to know what could make a child snap like this and how he had the strength to kill so many people. When he turned 24 years old, a couple of attendants started to harass him. At this point, he was six feet, four inches, and 260 pounds, and he quickly and easily snapped their necks and killed them. He then walked straight out of the doors of the hospital and into the parking lot, not phased by the officers, standing completely armed. He was shot.
0: That's exactly what happens. Not in the original, but in Rob Zombie's Halloween, like the 2007, Mm -hmm. is two of the orderlies start to harass him. So he literally snaps their necks. Yep. And he's like seven feet tall. Yep. And 300 pounds. Yep. He's fucking huge. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. And when he did walk outside to the officers, they shot him multiple times, but he was still able to kill a few of them. And it was said that his strength was terrifying and that he felt no pain. And apparently, according to this legend, he survived all of this, but... There was no legitimate or legal record of Stanley Steers, And this is just a theory that people came up with. <laughs> so, so it's literally made not, up. Like, I genuinely think it's just made up yeah. because there's absolutely no record of him. I searched everywhere yeah. and there's nothing, which like people said in this story, like they
0: had to suppress his records,
1: but like you would find something. Someone yeah. would have found something at this point.
0: And like there'd be records even as for him as a kid before he yeah. was like, put away exactly
1: and i think it's also way too similar to michael myers i don't know when this story came out it said that he was born in 1912 first, yeah. but what came first because this yeah. is so similar to michael myers it's just like
0: yeah it's, it's too similar it's really similar to rob zombies so yeah. it definitely this this story was before Rob was zombies. before rob yeah. zombies probably yeah that was in 2007 that's kind of yeah. like movie wise fairly recent yeah.
1: So even if this was a but legend, like, it probably did inspire Rob Zombie's yeah, because it's a still kid, a spooky
0: story. Killed a bunch of people. Yep. Killed his bully at school yeah. and shit like that. Yep. And then he goes into an asylum. He literally waits at home, kind of similar to like yep. sitting on yeah, the stage yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. He sits at home just like on the steps and waits for his- Yep. It's not is not the police terrifying as well. Show up, but his mom comes home and it's like, what's, like, what's Where, on? Yeah, yeah. There's like blood all over him. So he just like waits. For yeah. somebody to come home. Which is even more, like, He grows chilling. into this fucking monster that can't be killed. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas the original is a little bit different. It's not to say he can't be killed. It's like, it's not really tested in the first, like, mm-hmm. in the original. Yeah, yeah, least, there was no. It's not really tested. Mm-hmm. He's definitely strong. Yeah. And they can, like, hit him. But, like, in Rob Zombies, he gets shot several times. Yep, and yeah, yeah, gets yep. up and leaves, you know Exactly I mean? so, like this, yeah. So it's, he's very Jason-esque. Yep. Yep in Rob's Zombies as opposed to like John Carpenter's he feels more like a dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which one's scarier to be honest. Well, that was, that was also
1: a huge thing with Carpenter's creation of Myers is that he didn't want an answer for that. He left it extremely open-ended that like he, wa- like, he wasn't going to say that he was some supernatural being or anything like that. Yeah. Like he just wanted him to be an idea really and that's kind of how this kid was. In this story it said that like through all of the studies and stuff, they ruled out that he was a supernatural being, but it's still like, okay, how was he able to do all of this and not die after getting shot and everything like that? So yeah. it's like, what makes it more terrifying is just the idea of yeah, so, what he is.
0: So Michael Myers, or like the, the movie itself was so suggestive. Exactly, and like, yeah, yeah.
1: But they like, never answered it.
0: Yeah, but it, it was so suggestive and it left so much up to the imagination that There was a guy, I think his name was Tony Moran, who also played Michael Myers in the original, like Nick Castle. And somebody had said to John Carpenter, and I read a quote, I I don't remember what it was, but this was John Carpenter saying this. Somebody had said to him that, like, they were totally freaked out by his disfigured face when Laurie Strode, like, finally pulls the mask off. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have a disfigured face. Yeah, it the movie's so suggestive, you just like and like spooky yeah. that you expect it so hard that that's what you see. You really believe he was it. like literally it was just the actor's face yep. with he had one cut over his eye because in like the previous scene, Laurie Strode had hit him in the eye with a knife. Mm-hmm. So it, like made sense. Yeah, yeah. And it, but it was just a normal looking actor, and yep. it was so the movie is so suggestive that people started to see things that weren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was like that's dope like, that is awesome is that powerful yeah, yeah, yeah. and inspirational like for you
1: and it leaves it to like the viewers interpretation which I really like I love when movies do that like everyone kind of takes answers their own questions based off of their life if that makes sense yeah 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 which I really like that He's gonna
0: see it their own way yeah. yeah
1: and I think that's why like well one the fact that there's no evidence of Stanley Sears but also um, Carpenter did say his inspiration came from that psychiatric institution and, like, he wanted to model Michael Myers after this kid because it was just, like, so terrifying. But no real answers. He was just, like, what is up with this kid? Like, why he why is he in there? He wanted so many answers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with Michael Myers. You're just, like. Yeah, you don't get those you, answers. He doesn't speak. He does nothing like that. Like, there's just no answers for it. Yeah, and we get his, it. like, background and
0: that's, like, it. Yep. You don't know why he is the way he is or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. no explanation for yep. it. Which but I mean. it's a it's a freaking great movie and it's a great franchise and it's been incredibly successful. Obviously, it started in 1978 and it is currently in production. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. like it's a fucking insane movie. Yep. It's one of the classic slashers. Yep. Um yeah. So And you better watch it tomorrow. Yeah, you gotta watch it on Halloween. I live as well as Halloween Town. Yeah, because we haven't watched that. Yeah, yeah this is like the that. one of the one Halloween movies. That we've we not watch We've been hardcore like bingeing Halloween. Oh yeah, for this entire month horror movies, but every day has been a celebration. We forgot about Halloween town. I
1: completely forgot about yeah. it. Until you mentioned it today.
0: Yeah, we um we watched Hocus Pocus several times several already. Several. But but uh, that's Halloween town expected. we haven't seen yet. But yeah. Yeah, so Some background on that. That's Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Trick or treat if you like our podcast. Uh uh, follow us on social media. I hate media. her for saying that. I am so sorry. <laughs> follow us on She's social media. She's not my media. fiance. Uh, not my fiance. I'm trying to plug the podcast. I'm kidding. I love you. Anyway, plug it. <laughs> follow us on social media. Um, tell your friends and review us on iTunes. We don't have any new iTunes reviews for this week. So Sad. I know. Guys. I know. That's why I got to plug it. Plug it. I got to plug it. We do have our first donation though. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Dion. (laughs) Really going big places now. (laughs) We
1: are a very fancy podcast now yep it's, it's professional if it's out will. here if
0: you want to donate to our podcast just go to our website jeeperscreeperspodcast.com scroll to the bottom and hit the donate button we appreciate everything and anything yeah literally a, a dollar, dollar would help that's it so <laughs> like we don't make money off this and podcast microphones and shit are expensive yeah it's not cheap yeah so anyway have a happy and safe halloween
1: um, the last I hope you don't Halloween. live in West Virginia, so
0: if you're old enough, you can still go trick or treating. I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, if you're f- over 14 in West Virginia, oh, they you just passed it as like a misdemeanor to go. Like fuck that! I want to go trick or treating.
1: Halloween does no age limit.
0: Yeah, no age. That's limit. All I have to say, especially for like the spook lives forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. But for like mentally disabled people, yeah, right, uh, that are older and still on trick or treat because your mental age at that point. Yeah, okay, I'm not gonna go down that. We'll spiral. We will spiral. But I think that's a fucking stupid law. Halloween's forever. Halloween is forever. Enjoy tomorrow, aka today for you guys, Uh, and then you have to wait another. 365 days till Halloween.
1: Or you could just celebrate every holiday in the Halloween spirit like I do.
0: True. All right. Happy Halloween. Yeah. Peace out. Yep.
1: Good night.